Good evening. I hope you are doing well. We're going to get started with this podcast. You see the um, the about section says the lockdowns are coming back. Will you rise to the occasion or cave to the fear? That's what we're going to look at today. We have a couple options, either to stand or to cower down and let the uh, devil take over. Let our fear take over. Let our... Um, Cowardice take over, or we can stand, be steadfast, be unmovable. We can abound in the work of the Lord. Uh, we have a couple ways to go. Uh, we're going to get started here with the word of prayer before we go any further. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. We thank you for... Uh, being with us today and we thank you for keeping us safe thank you for keeping us safe at work and at home and thank you for the your grace thank you for your mercy we pray lord that you would be with the um the families in lahana maui that have lost their loved ones due to the the fires there there are there and their city the town being destroyed uh in the fire and a lot of them lost their children and and their parents or their 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 friends whatever the case is lord but there was we know that there was uh, around 500 dead and up to 1,300 missing, so most likely about 2,000 people have lost their lives there in that one fire. Now, we know that this is not the only fire, and we know that there are other fires going on in Canada, and we have the uh, mud flooding in California from the hurricane or tropical storm Hillary, and we know that we have fires in the Midwest, and we have fires in Mexico, and we have fires in uh, South Africa. We have fires in Brazil, South America, and they have fires in Greece, and there's fires all over the world. And we pray, Lord, that your hand would be on those that are in the, the danger of those fires, that they would put their faith and trust in you before it's too late because you've only promised us to you promise us that life is but a vapor which appears for a little time that vanishes away all life is precious and all uh, people have been made in your image we were born free born with the free will to choose um, to follow you or not and we pray that we would, would understand the position and standing we have in you if we put our faith and trust in you, the power that we have in you, help us to 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 um, settle in that what you have for us, your will for us and your your plan for us and for your people. We pray that you would uh, give me a clear mind, clear speech to present your word according to your will. Pray that you be with those listening. Pray that you, your word would touch us and help 
to apply the word to our hearts and mind, our soul, so that we can apply your word uh, effectively and correctly. And we thank you for what you've done. And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so lockdowns are coming back, and they... They're gonna. I'm pretty sure they're gonna crack down harder now than than they did before in uh, 2020. But they're already starting on the same the same um, narrative as they did in 2020. Yet now we are veterans in this uh, in World War Three. This uh, fifth generation warfare we've been around the block or two now so we know how to handle it so we got to pray that those around us would be able to handle it their families would handle it friends co-workers would know what to do and you're probably going to have to show them how to do it there's going to be somebody that's going to fall for the the lies again but you're going to try to Try to keep them on the straight and narrow, but there's only so much we can do. Uh, ultimately, it's our what we can do in obedience to Christ, and we have to decide to, to obey or not to obey, decide to do His will or not. And I want to go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, and I'll go through that, the familiar verses here. And we notice that God didn't want Joshua to back down. He wanted Joshua to, to be strong and of good courage. So let's look at that. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all the people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses." From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, 
neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Alright. You notice that he says three times. First off, he says that this is what I've given you, this is what I've promised you. I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. And he says, be strong and of good courage. Then he says, only be thou strong and very courageous. Observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't turn from to the right or, or to the left that thou may prosper wherever you go. In order to prosper and to receive the blessings and the promises that God has given us, we must obey. We must do what he's told us to do. And already twice he's told Joshua to be strong and to be of good courage. And then again, for the third time, he says, Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. So in 2020, we were not sure what was going to happen. We weren't sure what was going to take place. We had this virus that came up out of nowhere. thought we'd it had come from the Wuhan lab from China and it was being spread out somehow from China it spread from China to the whole world and it was started out they Trump shut down the uh, planes the flights so that no one could fly in or out of China and then it was 15 days to slow the spread and the rest is history 15 days to slow the spread turned into uh, three years of nightmares and so 15 days turned into 20 days into 30 days to two months to three months and it just kept getting worse. They had mask mandates. Um, you remember that Trump tried to help with the therapeutics with the hydroxychloroquine and chlorine dioxide. And then the media um, silenced it or made him look crazy like he was trying to tell people to take bleach and then the Fauci stepped in and I can't remember the other one the one over uh, the WHO st stepped in and started taking over and they started giving the orders of what to do what to take and then we, we, we find, find out their, their scare tactics, you know, they were saying COVID's everywhere and people are dying all over the place from COVID in 2020. Um, the hospitals are full of COVID patients dying and we need to get a vaccine, we need to get a vaccine. 
but they didn't want Trump to release a vaccine. The Democrats are saying if he released a vaccine, they were not going to take it because it would be horrible because there's no way that you can get a vaccine out that quick. And then what happened? The election was stolen. January 6th happened. Um, innocent people went to the gulags and they've been there for two years in solitary confinement for and they're innocent. Most of them haven't even had a trial up to this point and that was in 2020. And right there, then you go into 2021, the shots were released in February or March. But by then, we found out that the COVID patients that were um, filling up the hospitals were actually patients being killed with remdesivir and ventilators. It was not COVID, and Dr. Brian Artis came out that his father, or father-in-law, had died. They had murdered him with the remdesivir and the ventilators. So he had vowed to do everything he could to warn as many people as he could against the remdesivir and the ventilators. The shots were released, and within the first two weeks of the release of the COVID-19 shot bioweapon, we had thousands and thousands of people dead. And they tried to cover it up again by saying that it was COVID deaths and that they changed the definition of being vaccinated, um, being jabbed once was no longer the definition of vaccinated. It was 14 days after the first uh, vaccination, then you were considered vaccinated after the first jab. 14 days after the first jab. So that gave them a span of two weeks for people to die who died immediately from the shot. The first, very first one died within the first three days. And then within the first 14 days, and they were not classified as vaccinated. They were classified as COVID patients, although they had taken the first shot and that is what killed them. So, that just stacked on more of the uh, crimes against humanity, more of the cover-up, and they're still hiding it, and they've been hiding it ever since. The, it was, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear two masks, wear three masks, so on and so on. I mean, you remember that? 
I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I don't think, but people have short memories. Um, but I haven't forgotten it. I haven't forgotten the fact that the perpetrators have not been held accountable yet, and they will be, and they should be, and they have to be. And I'm still working with the sheriff here in Walker County for the just that, the accountability um, of, of talking to, um, uh, what's his name, Jordan Madison, I believe is his name. He's running for the commissioner. And I sat down and talked with him, short form. And I'm going to sit down and talk with him and, and lay everything out. And get get him up to speed, and hopefully, Lord willing, if he's the one going in, that we'll be able to work together, and to be able to ban the shots um, in Walker County. And knowing that the lockdowns are coming again, hopefully, we'll be, have people in that will work together. So, with the commissioner, myself as a pastor, and the sheriff and work together to uh, keep the uh, lockdowns out of Walker County because they're coming back. And we've been, many people have been predicting that they would, the lockdowns were coming back because they were, they just getting, didn't get, and I've been suspicious of it because they just didn't get the, the results that they wanted. They wanted a 100% um, jab rate, and they didn't get it. 19% of us held out and didn't get any of the jabs. And so now this time they're going to try to get us, which ain't going to happen. But I'm hoping we've awakened the many of the the other 80 percent that they're not going to fall for it again this time but they've already started friday alex jones um had a tsa whistleblower call him saying that they were fixing to push the lockdowns and going to start the mask mandates and the um uh, pcr tests and all that over again and then he had another whistleblower from the Border Patrol call him and tell him the same thing on Friday. And when he had, or no, it wasn't Friday, but it was on Tuesday and uh, Wednesday that last week. And then Friday is when he um, announced it, broke the news that he got the two whistleblowers telling him the same thing. That was on Friday. And six hours later, mainstream media started pushing it, the COVID scare. There's a new variant coming, and it's because of a variant in Canada. And they've already started making a vaccine, which is what's called X, X vaccine, because they didn't know what was coming. But now there's a, now there's a variant. Um, I don't know the name of that variant, but it's coming from Canada, supposedly. Um, everybody knows there's no way to make a vaccine that matches the variant that you're dealing with. There's no way to get one to go through the protocols and have it ready at the same time the variant is active. The flu shot has never worked. 
I have never taken a flu shot. Never needed them. Never wanted them. And I'll never take them. And I'll never take their COVID jabs either. Uh, they're starting to push that again. So be ready to stand up like God told Joshua. He said to be strong and of good courage. Three times within the first nine verses, he tells Joshua to be strong and to be of good courage. Rise up, go, do what I told told you to do. Meditate on my word. Think about my word day and night and observe and to do everything that is written in it. That's what we're supposed to do. Now, if you stick to the Bible, stick to God's word and read it, you will not fall for the fear tactics that are coming. Uh, if you made it this far, you survived the attack, World War Three. So, you are a veteran of this war. I have been fighting it for three years, and where the Lord has put me. Um, if you've read the bio, you'll know that I've got, I was kicked out of church. I was pastoring a church, and... I was, it was a small country church, and I had been filling in for them um, for several months before this, before they, they voted me in as pastor there. I was filling in for them because the pastor before me was elderly, and his health was failing. So I was step, stepped in for him, and then they later voted me in. And that was in 2019. And it was official somewhere around, you know, early 2020. Um, but I remember uh, preaching there. And with this, I wasn't sure how this was going to turn out in 2019. In December of 2019, I had already gotten, I guess, with whatever they call COVID. Because I'd gotten sick, something weird that I had never gotten sick with before. It was in December of 2019. And then they didn't start talking about it till 2020, um, like February or March. And so you're kind of going through this, run through it. And then there's this uh, toilet paper scare. So the, all, the, the toilet paper's flying off the shelf. Everyone's scared, doesn't know what to do. And so they're buying all this crazy stuff, like they're, it's the uh, end of the world. And so everybody's going crazy. Nobody's thinking straight. No one's thinking logically. So I'm thinking through this as I'm preaching and pastoring this church. And so I'm trying to get my bearings on, trying to figure out what, what they're attempting to do with this COVID scare. Now, I knew immediately with the narrative that they were trying to scare people into submission. I knew that straight up, but I didn't know the depth of, I didn't know the details of the jabs. I didn't know the ingredients. I didn't know the kind of the agenda that it was actually a depopulation agenda. Although I suspected that right off just because of what, the discernment God has given me through the Holy Spirit. And I said, no, something's not right with this. So we don't, we need to slow down, take our time. Don't get scared. 
And so one of the, there's two verses that I quoted the most at, at the very beginning, even before, I, but especially at the onset of this pandemic. First verse quoted the most was Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will heal their land, and I will forgive them of their sins. And that's verse 14. Verse 13 says, so what if it's a plague or if it's a disease? He says, I don't care what it is. You do this. That's God speaking to his people. Now, it's still applicable to us because myself, I'm a Christian, and I have put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, so therefore I am his people. So what he says, his word, you know, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for what? Correction for instructions and in righteousness, for um, admonition, the um, and for instruction and righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God's word is inspired and is profitable for us. So we know that if He has His word has been written down, so that we can read it in our own language. It is profitable for us if we read it, learn it, and meditate on it. So, that was the first verse. First verse that I, um, I tried to, in my sermons, I kept, you know, mixing it with this verse, getting them to, memor to meditate. That's what meditation is. You take a verse, you read it, you memorize it, and you think about it. You understand it. What is it? What is the context? What does it mean? You've got it memorized. You got the words memorized. But now you got to know the context, the meaning, the 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 volume of that verse. What does it mean? And so I quoted it over and over and over and over. The next verse is Second Timothy one seven. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love. And a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So remember those two verses along with Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And that if you understand it and you apply it, you will not fall for the snares of the devil. With just those three scriptures. Now there's a whole lot more. You need to be reading. The, should be reading the whole Bible. That has been given to us. These 66 books. From Genesis to Revelations. The Old Testament and the New Testament. They all work together. Like Second uh, Second Timothy 3.16 says. Um, they all work together. They're all for the all profitable. They're all inspired by God. So read them, study them, meditate on them, learn them, use them, apply them. That's what we have to do. So that's where I was at.
when the pandemic started in uh, 2020. And so I was taking it easy, taking it slow, studying. I was had to figure out who to listen to since I hadn't at that point. I didn't know who to listen to as far as someone that was honest and trustworthy and an expert in uh, pandemics and or vaccine, those sort of things. So I started digging at, actually, I had never listened to podcasts before. And not even listened to them in uh, 2019, all the way up to 2019. I started listening to podcasts in 2020 and digging around because I knew I couldn't trust the mainstream media. And I thought maybe I can I could trust Tucker, but that was it. I knew no one else. I could trust no one else. And so I started digging on the um, alternative platforms. And I ran across the um, Bards FM. And when I ran across Stu Peters, he had been podcasting for one month when I found him. And I started listening to him. He's, they started, um, I think, Bards FM started going through the Federalist Papers. And Stu Peters started finding doctors. And now her name left me, Jane Ruby, and started finding experts on the the, um, doctors in that field, experts with the uh, epidemiologists and and such. So I started listening and trying to wrap my head around it and then started learning that it was a deliberate attempt to uh, um, um, depopulate the masses it was part of the uh, great reset the one world order and with uh, Klaus Schwab George Soros and all of that you know studying all into those things reading um, Alex Jones book the great reset and uh, Robert Kennedy jr's um, the real Anthony Fauci I read that book and you know trying to wrap my head around it so it's something an area that I didn't know anything about at the beginning so I started digging and started learning, started studying, listening to people that already knew, you know, were up to date on those sort of things and were, were searching it out also like I was. So I was telling the congregation, you know, I was being subtle with the congregation because you got, you know, you don't want to scare anybody. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm trying to strengthen people, you know, like the God told Joshua, be strong and a good courage. You know, that's what I told the people. You know, Paul told Timothy, you know, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. That's what I was telling the people. And we'd actually started in the, at this church. I started in the book of Acts, and I started going verse by verse through the book of Acts. And the, the series was the Acts of the Holy Ghost, because that's what I titled it. I mean, that's what the book of Acts is, really. So, I mean, I didn't really title it. I'm just following following it. Um, the Acts of the Holy Ghost, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. What you see is that it's actually by divine inspiration 
the acts of the Holy Ghost, the apostles and the disciples do amazing miracles and they reach the world with the gospel. And that's what the book of Acts is about. So we went through it verse by verse through the pandemic. And the goal was to see the power, hopefully, relay the power of the Holy Ghost and how the Holy Ghost works through his, God's people in spite of the circumstance. No matter what the circumstance situation is, no matter what the terror, no matter what the scare, the Holy Ghost is there. He is covering you with his power. 2 Timothy 1.7 God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that's what I was trying to get across to the people. Well, it seemed like it was working for a while. And they were listening. They were taking the word of God and they were meditating on it. it seemed like it works through... 2020 it worked through 2021 for a few months and then you could tell people started getting scared and they started wanting to put masks on like everybody else and they then they started wanting to shut services down and, and I kept the doors open on the church now we had then they started um, with, uh, this family's got COVID, this family over here's got COVID, this church has COVID, this church shut down over here, and this church shut down, they have COVID. And they were starting to get scared, like, we need to, don't, we need to trust God, follow Him. We need to do what the Word of God says, we don't need to be afraid, we don't need to be scared. And you could tell they were just getting more fear, caving to fear, caving to fear instead of trusting God's word. So then we would um, have drive-in services where we wouldn't meet inside the church, but we set up the sound system, set up the pulpit on the front porch of the church, and people would stay in their cars. And we'd have services that way. So then when... Uh, several of the people claimed to have COVID. We would have Facebook services instead of an in-person service. And then, and that would be one Sunday, and then we would be back in the church the next Sunday. And then they, you could tell the fear was taking over them more and more. And they didn't want to. They didn't want to be bold. They didn't want to be courageous. They didn't want to 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 be full of power. They didn't want to be fearless. They wanted to be fearful and scared and weak, handicapped in their trembling. And so, dealing with sheep, I was careful. And ultimately, the by the mid twenty one, when the the shots were released and it was killing, 
it killed all those people initially in the first three days, and then within the first two weeks, and then you know they changed Fauci. The CDC changed the definition of being vaccinated to 14 days after the first shot. So that means when you got the first shot, you weren't vaccinated until after 14 days. Well, most people were dying within that first 14 days. And they changed the definition to try to cover it up and blame those deaths on COVID instead of the jabs. And that's what they did. Well, people were getting scared of that because they were falling for the lies and they were listening to mainstream media instead of listening to their pastor or listening to alternative media that were telling the truth and being honest. And they started caving to the fear. In our prayer request, we would mention families that had lost loved ones. And I had friends of mine that would call me saying, hey, this so-and-so had a shot. They died from the shot. So pray for that family. And the that's kind of like what the straw that broke the camel's back was when I um, brought up in a prayer request that this family, this particular person, took the shot took the jab and died and so pray for that family the people were to the point that they were so scared that because I brought up a f person's family that, that, that a member that had died from the shot brought up their family to pray for them because they were grieving over a loved one that's a straw that broke the camel's back I had one of the deacons call me and say after that service that, hey, we're, we're fed up with you when you're talking about this, this COVID stuff all the time. And um, trying to prevent people from getting the, the shot. And this was after talking to this deacon and him coming to me and telling me of five people he knew that died from the jab. And he says, I got a petition for the from the church, and the whole church has signed it to kick you out. We don't want you here anymore. And well, I said, okay. Um, if that's the case, I mean, there's not much I can do about it. But uh, let's uh, have a meeting first. This next service, we'll have a meeting and we'll go over it. And. So we had the meeting, and so I told the church what this deacon had told me was the case, and I learned, to sum everything up, that that was not the case. He lied to me and said that he had this, this amount of people in the church, the congregation, sign a petition to throw me out when that was not the case. It was a lie, and... It was a his family that was siding with him to get rid of me. And, of course, this church I already knew the church. They kind of, you know, how certain families, you know, kind of run the church and think they own the church. And so they kind of hinder the growth, the spiritual growth of the church. There's not much you can do with that. And, but because I've already had experience with something similar to this already, I told the whole church in front of the church and the whole church was up to speed and knew what happened 
and then I let them decide what to do. But because they still wanted me to leave, I, they weren't going to kick me out. That's what they told me. They wanted to kick me out. I said, okay, I will let you do that then. And I had peace about leaving that to them. And that because they were tired of hearing me being strong, speaking out against it, saying, don't give in. Follow the Lord's will. Be strong, courageous. You know, I guess they got tired of that. So one 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 thing is very interesting that I learned after that, after I was uh, kicked out of that church, was that the uh, the deacon's daughter, which I had spoken with personally, one on one, trying to help her with what the situation that was going on. But she didn't want to listen because she was a nurse and she knew better. And what I didn't know was until after I left that this deacon's daughter was uh, persuading the church congregants to get jabbed behind my back. As I was telling them to wait, let's see how things go. Let's see what happens because we don't, this hasn't been out enough. It's, there's too many unknowns before we just go in and do it. She was um, persuading and coaxing, um, as, what's the word, coercing the church members to get jabbed. And I didn't know that was happening. And that was furiating because I knew the truth of what was going on. And that was terrible. That was very disappointing when I found out about that. So, moving on. I try to follow God's leading and what he tells me to do. I try to follow his will. And when I he gives me convictions through the Holy Spirit to warn people or to teach something, to preach something, that's what I try to do. Now, I myself, personally, fighting the flesh, I'll get in the way. I may not say what I need to say. I may not do what I need to do, but I try. And the, God has convicted me up to this point to warn people about the dangers of these jabs. And that's what I have been doing for three years. And now, um, up to this point, there's a lot of people that used to be blinded to the fact, but now are awake to see what's happening. To see that there is an agenda. And ultimately, I'm hoping that these sort of things wake people up if they haven't trusted Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they would. Because you are not promised tomorrow. And if you have been deceived to the point that you would take a bioweapon, you know, that's poisonous, is deadly... It's just like taking poison, taking arsenic, um, cyanide, or something like that. Same thing. What's the difference? You know it's poisonous. You know it's deadly. But you don't care. You're just going to do it anyway. If you're at that point, I mean, there's not much we can do. But we hope that you would put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ before that happens. And at least if you fall 
and cave to the fear, at least you'd be in the hands of Christ when you uh, pass on, maybe. So what is going to happen now, and there's a lot of things. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happened in the past three years. Um, I went to the Georgia Guidestones because I found out about those, and they're part of the depopulation One World Order. Um, great reset that's pushing these jabs uh, along with Bill Gates. Uh, I think the the uh, Georgia Guidestones was put up in 1980, 1983, and so they've been up there a long time in Eberton, Eberton, Georgia. And I went to see them. It's got like 10 different languages on it. Um, it says to, that the goal, they've got 10 commandments on it in 10 different languages. And the first goal is to keep the human population at 500 million. And you know we've got what? It's over 7 billion people now. So you, uh, it's... You just start studying up on this stuff. You know it's a depopulation agenda. And that's what all these fires are about that we're dealing with now. And they haven't quit. They're just using slightly different tactics. And now they're to the point that they think because the masses have such short memories that they can go with lockdowns again. And while... The United States is burning down. Our government is giving money to our enemies, like Ukraine. And, like, giving only $700 to Lahaina residents while giving billions of dollars to Zelensky, who's a puppet. Well, Biden's a puppet, too, but you get the drift. Supporting enemies while forsaking your own people. You know what that's called? It's called treason. So all these puppets, you know, whether whatever they're doing, they're all guilty of treason. They don't have oaths of office and they don't, they have committed treason. And they are not, they're puppets. I mean, that's what puppet means. They're not the... Um, there's a puppet master if there's puppets. The people, yeah, I'm referring to the United States at this moment. The people of the United States need to step up as Americans and renew that fervor that Americans once had and stand we are not looking for a fight, but the fight came to us. So you're gonna have to stand. They're gonna go. They're gonna try to make you mask. There's already a couple of universities that have already mandated masks already. There are, like I said, mainstream media started Friday pushing the COVID scare again, and. So we know how it's going to go out. They're going to start saying you need a mask to go to work. You're going to need to take the PCR test. The PCR test, is it was uprated 40 cycles, which means that it would, um, it would pick up um, a dirt speck and say it's COVID. They're not 
accurate. And on top of that, the PCR tests are used to take your DNA samples for the um, Chinese um, and, and make more bioweapons that are catered to your genetics so that they can wipe out, say they want to wipe out white people and want to leave Asians. They can deliver a bioweapon that will only attack white people. I forget the term for that, but they've already got, they already had the bioweapons set up by that. Remember the bio, the warehouse they found last week, two weeks ago in California that it had been in, it was an abandoned warehouse. It's all over. They've already got the stuff laid out. COVID was a bioweapon. They took SARS-CoV-2, COVID-2, and they actually, it was manufactured in 1969, according to Dr. David Martin. And they took it, and they made it pathogenic. That means they took a virus, made a virus, which was not deadly to humans, and they made it, or it would, would not be detrimental to humans, and they made it pathogenic, which means they made it detrimental to humans. Whether you would get sick from it or, or worse, which beforehand you would not have been affected by it. So that's called gain of function. It's actually known now that it was made by um, Chapel Hill University of North Carolina, Ralph Barrick, Alex Azar, those people with Dr. Fauci actually made it. And Dr. Fauci has been doing this for four decades, and he's been experimenting on orphans with his shots, and he's actually made the AIDS. He created the AIDS epidemic, and if it wasn't for Dr. Fauci, we wouldn't have that. That's gain of function. Um, so that's what they're doing. So they're going to do the mass PCR test. They're going to get you scared, say there's a variant. It's a new variant. It was what is was the Delta, Omicron, B25T, DUT, I don't know. Anyway, they try to get, they're using the Greek alphabet, make you scared, Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, whatever. They went on down the line and trying to scare people. They used um, Photoshopped pictures to try to hype up the uh, cat death casualties. You notice they actually sent the bioweapon into nursing homes and killed a higher rate of those in a nursing homes like New York. And that was on purpose, part of the depopulation. They're going to try the same things again, and they've already started it. They've initiated it. The thing is, though, we know the therapeutics are vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, um, quercetin, uh, hydroxychloroquine, chlorine dioxide, ivermectin, all of those you need to have. You need to have iodine. Um, you need things like that that promote your own welfare, your immune system to build up on its own and to defend itself the way God intended it to do. Um, they... Uh, they covered up all those therapeutics and tried to prevent people from getting them and try to go with 
um, the jab. That's what they did in the hospitals with the remdesivir. And the reason why people are dying so quickly was because of the remdesivir, which shut your, shuts your kidneys down. And you, you were hearing a lot that people were had pneumonia and then were dying of pneumonia after they were put on the ventilator. The remdesivir actually shuts your kidneys down. And because your kidneys aren't cycling the fluids through your bodies, your lungs start filling up with water. And that's because of the remdesivir. And that's how they were killing people because they were suffocating because of the remdesivir, Dr. Fauci's protocol. That's how they were dying. They're going to try to do that again with something, either the same drug or with something else. And the therapeutics are what you're going to need. The um, the reason why I say that is that COVID had a one percent mortality rate, and it did not affect any children at all. It did not kill a single child. COVID did not kill a single child. It had a one percent mortality rate. That's no need for a, a jab. There's no need for a jab for something that has a one percent mortality rate. Now, the thing is, with other um, data that's come out now, that what they are going to release now, potentially, unless we stand up, we say no, we don't cave in. If we don't cave into the mask, we don't cave in the PCR test, we don't cave into the lockdowns, they will, if we push back, there's only a limit to what they can do if we all push back. That's the United States as the whole world globally step up. Now, some countries have actually been better at that than the United States has. But anyway, COVID has a 1% mortality rate. What they're wanting to release now is kind of like an RSV, and it has an 80% mortality rate, and which would target children. And there was this kind of a an uptick that they were trying to push last winter with RSV and trying to scare. So it seems like they tried to release that then, but that's still they still got that up their sleeves. Um, but the therapeutics is what works, um, and there's and there's others as well, Budesonide and other things. The uh, a parasite detox. The uh, heavy metal detox, the uh, EDTA, chelates, and a bunch of things like that. Anyway, you start stocking up on those sort of things so you can handle handle that yourself because they're going to start probably, is what I'm thinking, probably start um, banning therapeutics and Walgreens and CVS, places like that probably, where they're going to take them off the shelves, whatever you were able to get, you know, like they did with ivermectin. Um, they called it a horse paste, and then they would, they started um, prescription only with it, instead of it being off the shelf, when it's actually worked extremely well. The other thing Dr. Brian R. says, 
is to use is uh, nicotine gum. Start with a, like a half a half a chew, half a piece of gum if you haven't used any, but that'll take care of long COVID because the nicotine or the reset nicotine receptors actually that the nicotine gum prevents the toxins from binding to it and helps your body to release those toxins. Um, so anyway, they're going to try to go through the whole thing all over again. And they're already starting it. This, the thing for us, the thing for you to do is do not comply. What's it called? Civil disobedience. Unified non-compliance. Um, do not comply. I've got a couple verses on that. Actually, you know, one of them says it's better to obey God than man. Um, you have Galatians. I'm going to go to Galatians 5, 1. And because what you have to understand is our standing with Christ. And now if you're not, if you don't have standing with Christ, that means you're lost and you're headed to hell. Confess that, profess Christ as Lord, and you will be saved. That's how you get in good standing with Christ. Galatians 5, 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. God we have the liberty that we've obtained in this country the united states of america is because of god i don't care what you've been taught what you've been told this is a christian country and it started out as a christian country in 1609 or 1607 depending the mayflower compact 1620 that was way before 1776 it was way before the Constitution for the United States of America but all of this the Constitution for the United States of America the uh, Bill of Rights the Declaration of Independence they were based on as were the previous compacts like the Mayflower Compact the Virginia Compact all of this was based on God's Word on God's law. We actually have a law, and I'm terrible at remembering what law. It's public law, and I'm not going to say the number because I'm going to get it wrong, but it's public law, year of the Bible.
1983, I believe it was, it was declared that, for a matter of fact, the Bible is law. That is the law of the land. So it's actually the law. It doesn't matter what people say around you. They try to, you know, ridicule the Bible. They try to belittle it. But the law that all of our courts, our systems are all established on is the word of God. That's where our liberty has come from. Now, corruption, evil people have come in and infiltrated and they've taken over many parts of our systems. But we, if we understand our standing in Christ and we understand the relationship of our country, our nation to God, we can take it back. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Why would a Christian nation have slaves? They wouldn't. They didn't. They came later with corruption started coming in. He says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. We were all free. We're all free men. We're all created in the image of God. That's uh, Genesis one twenty seven, And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty only. Use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So, this is what we have. This is where we're at. We need to stand firm, be strong, and be courageous as God told Joshua. Just in the first nine verses of Joshua, he told Joshua to be strong and be courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Haven't I told it, commanded you to be strong and courageous? There's no excuse. We need to be strong. We need to stand, step up. Do not cave to the lockdowns. The lockdowns are coming back. They're going to try to get you scared, get you locked into your house so you won't communicate, so you won't fellowship with your neighbors. That was one of the biggest problems that happened besides the, the deaths from the jabs was that people didn't associate with each other. We still, that's another thing, we still have not recovered from the last pandemic. They said it, you know, officially is over, but they said it was officially over so that way they could start another pandemic. And they've already started it. They already said lockdowns are coming back. But we still have not recovered from the first one. From the first three, 2020, 21, this is 23, we still haven't recovered. Our supply chains haven't even recovered. We have now work at a, I'm a diesel technician also. That's my day job. And our supply chain is terrible. We won't, we can't get parts that we need in a timely manner. We wait, we wait. There was one point we couldn't even get filters for um, vehicles. There were certain vehicles we couldn't even get filters from like an oil filter. We couldn't even get an oil filter or an air filter. And our supply chains have been crippled, and they're still crippled. They're still not where they used to be. Uh, the supply chains crippled. If you haven't noticed, I mean, you've probably noticed that there's 
businesses, you can't go anywhere without seeing a business that has a now hiring sign up. They're not getting the people. So part of that is because a bunch of lazy, um, I don't even, what's the generation Z? Is it now? I don't even remember now. But the lazy people not wanting to work. One is because the those that have died from the jabs. The other is those that have been handicapped from the jabs. They can't go to work. The highest rate of uh, deaths and um, injuries from the jab is in the working class. And so a lot of those now hiring help wanted signs because of that. And they're going to push it again and get people to step in line and take it again. And that's going to wipe out the working class because people think, well, my work requires me to take it so I can be employed. I have to be employed so I can make money because I need to make money so I can provide for my family. So therefore, I need to take the jab. No, I don't think so. I told them, I said, do what you want. I ain't doing it. And I was, they didn't fire me. I said, I'm not doing that. And I didn't do it. I know people that are in the military that were required to take it, and now they're suffering the consequences. There are reports I've seen um, last week, reports of pilots that... Um, Passed, passed away mid-flight because of the shots. There's pilots that cannot pass their um, health. Um, I, I forgot the term. But their test, the retest of flight, their flight qualifications, they can't pass them because, they, because they're not in their condition. Their health has degraded because of that. They've got myocarditis pericarditis um let's uh, profit to the nation's auto miller my condolences and there's one thing that i've been that's one thing i didn't mention when, when i was talking about the therapeutics uh, anyone that's taken the shot from what i have learned in my studies, and I've been, you know, I had researched for like 10 hours a day, you know, whether I was working or whatever I was doing, trying to get to the bottom of it and wrap my head around it. And one thing that I've learned is that, I mean, if some of the, the jabs were less potent, but it seems like anyone that took it, especially men, will have myocarditis. And the most, it's the most deadly to young adult men and teenagers they will I've, from what i've seen is that every teen or young adult men that have taken it has myocarditis i know people personally that has it and but one thing that i found is called and i'm not sponsored by them i just know it works and i'm taking it myself it's called uh, Cardio Miracle. That's the name of it, Cardio Miracle. 
I can't remember the founder, the, the developer, but he actually had about 10% of his heart, only 10% of his heart was working. And he had, was developing a supplement already. I can't remember the details exactly, but he was able to develop Cardio Miracle. And he started taking that when he was going to have to have a triple or a quadruple bypass. And he took that instead. And it actually reversed his heart damage and completely healed his heart. And it's just a supplement with the right, um, especially the nitric oxide helps your arteries and veins and it actually helps your heart heal and recover and helps your veins become regain their elasticity and be able to you know pump and to handle the flow that they should now of course being a pastor I know you know James he says any sick among you call for the elders and lay hands on them and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and that's what we do. That's what I do. But God expects us to take care of our bodies too. Hmm. Um, so they're going to try to do this again. So like I said, I knew there was going to be somebody that's been through it. I don't think there's anybody that has not experienced the, uh, the propaganda that we had to go through. So now we're in a position, we're in a, we've been weakened because we've lost family members, we've lost friends because of it, because they, they, they were pressured into it, like I said, because of work, the working class, they think, they thought they had to take it because, to keep their job, well, I mean, we can get a different job, and it's better to find something that's actually helping uh, your neighborhood or community instead of a globalist type corporation if you know what i mean and the others in the military they were required to take it like i said but now i think we're wise enough hopefully not to fall for that so if we take it take um take that what we know the knowledge that we know now and uh along with the word of god we should be able to stand Galatians 5 1 it says stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage that's where these people want us you know ultimately it's a um, we're in a spiritual warfare spiritual battle between God and the devil between good and evil and that's what it is that's the, that's what's manipulating and pushing what we're dealing with now is that battle that's been raging for years and years and will until Christ comes back and sets things straight. But in the meantime, you know, they, the, the, our enemies want us to be entangled again with that yoke of bondage. That's where they want us. Now we've got faces to our enemies right now. And I know what can we do individually? Maybe nothing, but definitely prayer. And our local communities, that's where we have the biggest impact. And then once our communities, we stand together as a people, and then the community stands together with another community, with the county, and then the state, and then when other states stand together, and then we can kick these tyrants out, Lord willing. But you've got, you know, like 
uh, Klaus Schwab, Yoval Noah Harari, who says uh, you will have surveillance on the inside, and he says you will be like gods, and he says there is no god in the sky, only our cloud, like it was the Microsoft cloud, whatever. He says he's an Israel, like Israelite, Israeli. That's what I'm trying to say, an Israeli, and. He says there is no God, and there is no God in heaven. Um, that's what he says, but that's blasphemy. And that's he's the kind of people that we're fighting. And so as they speak out and say, speak lies like that, we have to speak truth. He says there is no God. I say there is a God. He says we'll be gods. I say no, I serve my God. We have to speak out. Don't be silent. The biggest thing is that we that know, have knowledge and the wisdom and discernment, the worst thing is for us to stay quiet and not to say anything. You know, Christ wants us to preach and teach, to share the gospel. And he says if no one does it, he would uh, make the rocks speak. But wouldn't that be that now? How would that make us look? What would our reputations be? What would if we were at the point where we didn't do the will of God and He had to have rocks do it? So we need to speak up, speak out, and I mean we're in a battle. It's World War Three, fifth generation warfare. We're not. Instead of bullets, they're using jabs, and instead of tanks, they're using lockdowns, and so on and so forth. 5G, so on. Using different tactics, but their end goal is the same. The devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil, as Peter described him, is like a lion walking about. A roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The point is they really, I mean, they would destroy us in spite of them destroying themselves because they're being manipulated by the demon, the devil, the deceiver. They're deceived into thinking, these globalists deceived into thinking that what they're trying to accomplish like as I mentioned earlier the uh, the uh, fires in Lahaina Maui it's not the only place that's burnt down but the globalists are doing that on purpose deliberately we have to remember the uh, the people in Lahaina and then but there's fires in Canada um, uh, uh, Spokane Washington British Columbia uh, South Africa, uh, Brazil, um, Mexico, I think I saw Greece was on fire. Now, if we're not in the end times, I don't know what it is, but it looks like we're in the, uh, the beginning of uh, sorrows, as Jesus described it, with all these fires going on and with these floodings and... Because you know Jesus didn't say that it was that he was going to cause it, um, because he, with the way he said it, he was allowing for it to be others, uh, not supernatural, but 
you know, initiated by evil men. Their evil inventions, their their trickery and sorcery and deceptions. Um, there was one more verse I think I was going to go to before we close. Let's go to Romans 8. I actually taught this Sunday night or touched on it Sunday night. Romans chapter 8 verses 14 through 15 and probably 16. I'll start verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So that is our standing in Christ, that we were once lost in sin. We were, you know, as our filthy rags are sin, sinful, wicked. You know, our destination was a terrible lake of fire. And then when we repented and we surrendered, when we trusted God, he adopted us into his family. And again, you see it mentioned again in verse 15 that we have not received the spirit of bondage. How many times he says that? I don't know actually how many times he says that. I haven't looked that up. But uh, he said, You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Now, fear not is mentioned like 365 times in the Bible. What's that? So I think it's covered for every day of the year. Don't fear. Received. You have not received the spirit of bondage. You have not received the spirit of bondage. Probably need to read that again. You have not received the spirit of bondage. Again, to fear. That's where we're at, though. If we don't obey God's word, that's what we've done. We've received the spirit of bondage to fear. We cave to fear, but that's not where we are because our standing is in Christ, which means the spirit. We have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Which that word Abba is an intimate word, kind of like like a, your child would say, Daddy, or Daddy, Dada, whatever. It would be you know, an intimate word word their child would use for their parent and that's the way our relationship with our father is um, because he's adopted us we're now in his family and we should not fear we don't have any fear should not have any fear no matter what happens it should not matter what happens we should not have any fear and we're going to close with that knowing our standing with christ if we're in good standing we because we've been adopted we, there should be no fear. We're not being brought into bondage again to fear, but we receive the spirit of adoption. So I know we've covered a lot, but I think it all ties in together to those lockdowns. So don't cave into the lockdowns and 
be bold, be strong, and be courageous. And we'll um, we'll meet again at the next time, and we'll close in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings, and we thank you for those that have met with us tonight for your studying your word and expounding on your word. Thank you for that. Pray that you bless each one of them, bless their families. Um, I pray that you would give them the strength for that. You told Joshua to be strong and of good courage. You were telling him to take your word and to press forward. And in spite of the giants, in spite of the, the struggles, in spite of the armies, you said, I've given this to you. And you just do what I've told you, meditate on my word and, and do accordingly. And I will take care of the rest. Be strong and of good courage. You've told us that, God, that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. With As Christ is our Lord and Savior, we're in good standing because we've been adopted into the family of God. So we should not have fear. We should not be afraid. We should not be cowards in the face of adversity. Help us to be strong. That's what we need, knowing that they're going to try to do this again, try to pull the wool over our eyes again, which they can't on us as a child of God. If we're in good standing, they can't do that to us, especially again. They've already done it, tried to once. Help us to be strong, be bold. Help us to help others um, when God gives us opportunity. And we thank you for what you've done. Please give them, give us the strength, power, and the the to be deliberate in what you've called us to do. Help us to be sensitive to your will for us and our situation. Help us to meditate on your word day and night. And we thank you for what you've done for us. And we give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you in the next one. God bless.